Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, another Friday, another introductory press conference. Last week, it was Michael Anlauer. This week, he names Steve Steos as president of Hockey Operations. And it's another Ottawa Senators game day, this time up against the Winnipeg Jets at home. The top four on the back end, all expected to be in the lineup. We'll get into all that, plus a major injury that has sent shockwaves through the Atlantic Division. That and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 884 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, you can find Locked On Senators wherever you download your podcast. We are also free and available on YouTube. You can follow the show on social media at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. Today is Friday, September 29th. And Pilsy, I'm still not used to good news drops on Friday. Typically, they're trying to sweep something under the rug at 4 p.m. But now we're waking up to additions to the Hockey Operations Department What a time to be alive. Yeah, a much-needed addition to Hockey Ops as the Ottawa Senators finally have a president of Hockey Operations in Steve Steos. And yeah, Ross, we used to bookmark uh, and schedule listening to pressers so that we could talk about the embarrassing quotes and how dysfunctional this franchise is. What a refreshing breath of uh, air to be able to look at this and be like, wow, this is actually a really good look on the Ottawa Senators on a Friday afternoon, like you mentioned. So it was nice to see that. It was nice to see that. And we just finished watching the press conference introducing Steve Steos. First and foremost, we want to make sure to send our well wishes to Steve's wife, uh, Suzanne, who's going through a bit of a health issue, he was saying, but on the men. So we're excited for, uh, for that news that she is getting better. And we hope that she's back at 100% sooner rather than later. Professionalism was what jumped off the page for me with Steve Steos. It seemed like he was calculated, like everything, every word had substance, which is a nice kind of um, breath of fresh air here when you're looking at, uh, you know, some some words that he said that really stuck out. And it's very similar to Michael Anlauer. You can tell these guys have known each other forever. It was very much um, kind of in unison, the two of them. Best in class and best practice. Those were the two things that they kept going back to. How they get there, time will tell. He he mentioned uh, Sean Tierney's addition to the analytics department as a huge piece of importance to what their work is going to be going forward. I thought he come, came off very, very well in that presser. Yeah, and this isn't really that surprising news to a lot of people uh, ever since Michael Anlauer was uh, named the preferred bidder and uh, going to be the owner of the Ottawa Senators. It was very apparent that Steve Steos was going to be involved with this team in some manner, and uh, the president of Hockey Operations, that's a big deal. And he's coming from the Edmonton Oilers, where he was, uh, I believe his title was special assistant to the general manager. So 
that's uh, that's quite a step up here for Steve Steos. And it's going to be interesting to see how you've got Michael Anlauer, who's brought in Steos from the Hamilton Bulldogs, Sean Tierney from the Hamilton Bulldogs. So it's going to be interesting to see how Pierre Dorian fits into this mix now. Is it too early to look up who the head coaches were of the Hamilton Bulldogs? I was actually thinking that, Ross. We should do some research and uh, find out every employee that was a part of the Hamilton Bulldogs uh, while Ann Lauer and Steos uh, have been there. But this is a hire which has a lot more than just the fact that he was working with Michael Ann Lauer in Hamilton. Steve Steos played over 1,000 games in the National Hockey League. Kind of uh, uh, reminded me of the Chris Phillips games played moment because Steve Steos played a thousand and one NHL games, just like Chris Phillips played one more game than Daniel Alfredson in Senators franchise history. Kind of comparable players too, both hard-nosed defensemen, Steos uh, in his prime as well. Played for Edmonton, played on Long Island with two current Ottawa Senators. He finished his career on Long Island in 2011-2012. That happened to be Josh Bailey was already on the team then. And Travis Hamanick was playing in his rookie season on Long Island, or if not his second season, just a young up-and-comer back then. So he's still not that far removed from being in the game, has experience um, uh, being around younger players in the OHL, and his son is a member of the AHL affiliate of the Florida Panthers. So he has that kind of, he's still in touch with this next generation and knows what makes them tick. He made sure to mention that as well. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm struggling to find any bad words about Steve Steos. I feel like everyone, much like Michael Anlar, when you treat people with respect, when you have a professionalism about you, a lot of people seem to go for bat with you. Like they said, with Paul Coffey did like uh, Daryl Cates did in Edmonton, they wanted Steve Steos as a part of it. And I thought that was some fun insight from Michael Anlauer saying, hey, if I ever have an NHL team, I'm coming I'm coming to call. Uh, and I like the question from Mendez being like, what does an interview look like when you've known him for 15 years, right? So yeah. uh, all that was good stuff. Uh, his um, his post-playing career, because I mentioned he played 1,000 games, he was a team consultant with the blue team for three years after. We'll uh, forgive him for that. We'll, we'll forgive him for that. And then during the Peter Horacek era, uh, there – ultimate tank era um St steve Steos moved down and actually worked on the bench so he has experience in player development he has experience as an assistant coach then took the step to the ohl where he worked from 2015 all the way up until last season when he was named special assistant to the gm in edmonton he was also the general manager of the 2019 world junior team for team canada was the director of player development for Team Canada at the World Championships and as a player has two gold medals at the World Championships and a silver medal as well. So pretty decorated um, resume for a guy like Steve Steos and I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to bring to the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, I mean, there's no real way to know uh, how he'll fare in this job as it's a very different job from what he's been doing, president of hockey operations versus, um, you know, just being an assistant to general manager and then managing an OHL team. So this is a big elevated role for Steve Steos. But like you said, I have no reason to believe he can't succeed at this job. And uh, Michael Anlauer obviously has the utmost confidence in him and, Pierre Dorian said it like this team has needed a president of hockey operations for a long time. He Dorian literally said he was begging to have that role filled. And it's just, if you want to be successful in today's NHL, there's so many moving parts beyond what one general manager can do on his own that 
I think this is a great addition and adding a president of hockey operations and an analytical team, just it's crazy Ross, but that these moves are big moves for Ottawa, but they pretty much just put the Sens on par with where every other team has been for probably a, a decade at least. Most teams have had these in their uh, upper management uh, spots. So it's good to finally be up with the times here. We are up with the times. And the question is, what's next? If you were Steve Steos, what would be first on your to-do list? Because we know that it's Pierre Dorian handling the Shane Pinto cloud that's hanging over. And this doesn't mean Shane Pinto's the cloud. The cloud is filling up the cap space and not leaving enough change in your pocket for that pack of gum on the walk home of your date. Yes. The problem is there's $5 left to sign Shane Pinto. But beyond that, more long-term, what would you be thinking if you're Steve Steos? I mean, I, I don't really know, to be honest, but my guess would be he's going to have a big involvement in the new arena plans and making sure that, like Michael Ann Lauer said, it's going to be fan-focused. Uh, I'm sure he'll have a big part of that. And just, I, I think a big thing too, Ross, is trying to connect the Ottawa Senators and Belleville Senators a little bit better as well. I feel like maybe that's something that's lacked in this organization is the cohesiveness of the NHL team and the AHL team. So maybe that's something he'll work on as well. But those are just that's just me spitballing here. Welcome to the Ottawa Senators, Steve Steos. Let us know in the comments what you thought of Steve Steos' introductory press conference to the Ottawa Senators and what's next. Like you told me, maybe Daniel Alfredson next Friday will get. Well, it, that was the first thing that I noticed from this presser is uh, Ann Lauer says, last Friday I was introduced. Now this Friday we're introducing Steve Steos. And he's like, I wonder what we'll introduce next Friday. So I don't know. That just seemed like a little bit of foreshadowing to me. And everybody's kind of waiting with bated breath being like, what's going on with Alfie? Give us the Alfie news. But maybe this is going to be a home opener type uh, reveal as well. Like if, if and when they do this, Ross, it's going to be done in a very spectacular, showy way, which is which is great. Two Fridays from now would be after the first game of the season at home, heading into a back-to-back at home. Yeah, that's, that's a good call. That is a good call. That's when you do it. Yeah. Let's hire another analytics guy next Friday. Sure. Or a new, a new, I don't know, pick your employee hire an extra one of those next friday but let's save the alfredson announcement for right after that game in carolina a little pick me up before we go in to that home opener weekend where we will have boots on the ground cannot wait to get to the nation's capital and when we do some of these players playing in tonight's game will be in the lineup and others won't belleville senators training camp opens on the weekend and the team the nhl team is going out east. So we're standing, waiting with bated breath of when these big cuts will be made. Waivers is open. The Senators have not used it yet, but that will be expected after tonight's game in Winnipeg. So it's a final audition for some. Who's going to step up and who will be heading to Belleville this weekend? Those discussions next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at DoorDash. Guys, We've all been there. You're making dinner. You look in your fridge and you're like, oh, man, no, no veggies for, for our meal here. We've got the farm to fork. The meats are all stocked up, of course, but we got no veggies to finish off this meal. 
and you don't really feel like going out to the grocery store just to pick up one or two things. So with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can stock up for the week or get those last minute cravings to finish off your meal. Did you burn your last piece of toast, avocados, you missed that window, or you're out of hot sauce? Don't worry, you can get it delivered from DoorDash. Everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. Everyone knows about DoorDash restaurant delivery, but you can get grocery delivered as well. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood. You'll get exactly what you ordered or DoorDash will make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. Want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a zero, zero dollar delivery fee on all eligible orders with the Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app. And Ross, this is this is it. Best in class customer service. That's actually on the script. So they know all about being best in class, just like Steve Steos does. So get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKED at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply, 50% off, up to $20 value, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKED. One more time, guys, don't forget that's code LOCKED for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. Go check out the Glebe Central Pub at 779 Bank Street and let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. What's the best thing at a pub? Well, the food and drinks, of course. They've got that in spades over at the Glebe Central Pub. But beyond that, it's the culture. It's what are you going to do to make it an interactive experience where you're bringing people together? Because that's what it's all about. From darts to trivia to anything involving live music, they got it at the Glebe Central Pub. You can find them in the heart of the Glebe at 779 Bank Street, right down the street from Lansdowne. So if you're heading to the Red Blacks game this weekend or just want a place to watch it, head down to the Glebe Central Pub. You're among friends, you're among family at the Glebe Central Pub. It's always a spot that I go when I'm back home in Ottawa. So head down right in the heart of the Glebe, 779 Bank Street, and follow them on social media, Glebe Central Pub, to know when new events happen. They've got the Send Shuttle coming. Stay tuned for more information on that as we near the regular season. So head down to the Glebe Central Pub, 779 Bank Street, and let them know Locked On Senators sent you. Right, Pilsy. Here we go. Locked on Senators with let's just qualify this to start. You never cheer for injuries. I don't care if it's the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Montreal Canadiens, or in this case, the Tampa Bay Lightning. You never want to see good players that are great for the league go down. You just simply don't. So, with that said, we wish Andre Vasilevsky all the best. But you can't help but but immediately think when Andre Vasilevsky, the news comes out, he had surgery and will be out the first two months of the regular season. I immediately looked at the schedule. I knew that Ottawa was hosting Tampa in their second home game of the season. But then I also took a look and Ottawa hosts them again in early November. So talk about two must-win games right off the bat, Pilsy. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, in order for the Ottawa Senators to make the playoffs here, they're going to have to try to bounce one of these teams in the Atlantic. So anytime you can have an advantage with having an, a world-class goalie like Vasilevsky not in the lineup, you got to take advantage of that. Even though, Ross, we famously, uh, every time the Sens have played Vasilevsky, we've pulled up his stats up against Ottawa, which are, are not that great. In fact, they're below average. So that's come back to bite us when we uh, made it clear that Vasilevsky hasn't been good. I think he's been dominant the last couple uh, meetups here. But the thing is, you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning and the way they're built is that prototypical starter goalie and then some veteran backup guy just to play the back-to-back games to give Vasi a break. But they don't have that set up anymore. Like, they, uh, Ross, I'll let you read through the, the goalies that you're chomping at the bit here to read off the list that they have. But... It is not that great for the Lightning after Vasilevsky now. No, they have one of the worst backup goalies in the NHL. A guy who has 35 games played and an 886 save percentage and a 335 goals against average. That's Jonas Johansson. Um, beyond that, Matt Tompkins and Hugo Almfeld. Like, everyone's already saying basically Martin Jones is going to be their goalie. And I, I mean, please. <laughs> Hell yeah. Please. Because obviously the Toronto Maple Leafs are, are going to put him on waivers because Joseph Wall is a better goalie than um, than um, who are we on here? Oh, Martin Jones. I forgot him. Like he forgot how to stop a puck after going to San Jose. But all that to say, um, yeah, bring it on, bring it on. Whatever, whatever's going to work, it's all good as long as it's that. That's probably the Tampa Bay Lightning calling you, Ross, to see if you want to play goalie for them, eh? It's on. Yeah, honestly, they would have to. Pay me a few extra bucks to do that. (laughs) Tax-free state. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, yeah, sign me up. No question about that. So with that said, um, we have to get in to what the start of the season could look like for the Ottawa Senators. Like, this is is critical. And now there's no excuses, and you have a team – Who's, who's cut and dry. Because I'm looking at Tampa's roster. They still have those high-end guys, the Kucherovs, the points. But, like, Stamkos contract year. Defensively, he was a mess last year, but he's still a uh, 85-point player. But they need Nick Paul or Brandon Hagel to be a Kalorn or Palat, or else, like, I'm, I'm still not sold on them, even with or without Andre Vasilevsky. Well, they paid Brandon Hagel like they expect a lot of things out of him. That's for sure. They, well, uh, they gave him a start. big contract. That doesn't start this year, though. I mean, they're still paying him. They've committed to him, but at least he's still making 1.8 or something this year. Yeah, I'm trying to – I'm going to uh, Tampa Bay Lightning schedule here. So that'll, that'll be nice, Ross, because <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning are playing the 14th and the 15th. So not only are you not getting Vasilevsky, but the Tampa Bay Lightning will be on a second half of a back-to-back similar to the Ottawa Senators when they play. So – that's another advantage for that first for that first meeting, at least. So you're going to get the third stringer for the Lightning, probably there. Yeah, and you're just you're just hoping the Sens can take advantage of that. Now, who's going to be in the lineup for the Ottawa Senators is a huge question, not only for the start of the season when they're playing Tampa and all that, but this weekend heading out east to Cape Breton on Sunday and Halifax on Monday. Those are going to be really two cool experiences, and we're excited to have a citizen on next week, Mitch Donald, oh, yeah. who's going to both games this weekend. We'll have plenty of times for season previews right before. We will cover the entire Atlantic Division. 12 days from right now, we've got the opener between Ooh. the Senators and Carolina Hurricanes. A subplot to this, Brady Kachuk against 
Yeah, you guessed it. Brendan Lemieux. It would be the first time, as long as Brendan Lemieux makes the team. Yeah, I was going to say. It would be the first time since, you know, that night. I don't even know what he's thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. He's got nothing up there. Bad, bad guy, bad player, but what a joke he is. What a joke he is. But you know what would be a joke, Pilsy, is if Brady Kachuk even pays him any time. That's the best way to, to annoy a bully is ignore them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or, I mean, a sometimes a great way to deal with a bully is just... Stuff him in a locker. Beat, beat him up, yeah, which wouldn't be the worst idea for Brady Kachuk uh, to get revenge on there. But Brady Kachuk right now, talk about intimidation. He's sporting a brutal scar to his his eye that he took and had to leave practice for. And he's wearing a non-contact jersey, and he left the ice early today even because... That is one gnarly gnash on his face. And thank goodness. I think it could have been a lot worse. So thank goodness it looks like it's just a, a cut with a couple stitches and he should be good to go. It's not quite as uh, gnarly as the Morgan Baron slap. Uh, oh, God, no. But it's in a more dangerous spot. Like it is on like the inside of like his nose and, and bridge right here. So good thing he's all right. Now, he's not going to play tonight, but who cares? It's preseason. And Ottawa does have a great roster that we'll get to in just a minute. but Especially compared to the Jets roster, uh, Ross. We're going to get into that next. Let's get into it, actually, because we're we're locked on Senators right now. We've already discussed Steve Steos, but this is a final audition for some. We already covered it. The Belleville Senators training camp opens this weekend. My question to you going into the break, Pilsy, Ooh. is how many players would you bring to Halifax and Cape Breton? Like, are you going down to like 30 and just alternating in a few? Or are you doing it where you really want to get a sense? Because there's four preseason games left. They're coming to Winnipeg next Thursday and Montreal the following Saturday. Like, this isn't the final team. So you want to bring some extra bodies, Pilsy. But it's at a certain point, like, how many people are going to fit on the plane too, right? Like, you got you to gotta wonder how they're going to cut down or trim the extra going into this trip. Yeah, it's that's going to be interesting for sure, especially with uh, Belleville training camp looming this weekend. I think we'll see a good amount of cuts happening fairly soon here, especially it, that's kind of what's happening around the NHL as teams are starting to kind of trim the fat and uh, send guys through waivers. Six lines, do you think is, is fair? Six forward lines, keep two extras. Well, and you also expect they're probably going to keep one extra player initially just to have an extra body as a healthy scratch but do you think six lines or do you think you'd keep even more no i think six lines is good like basically the the only guys you should be keeping after this game are guys that legitimately have a chance to make this roster we'll discuss who they are next you're listening to locked on senators Right, Pilsy. Locked on Senators. I'm going to make the same joke I told you this morning and told my wife last night. I was lucky enough to go down to the Morgan Wallen show in Winnipeg. And uh, obviously people in Ottawa got to see him last week. And he sang a song that I actually really liked, but he said it was the first time he sang it on the tour. So he didn't sing it in Ottawa. And I wonder if it's because he knew it would strike a chord with Sens fans because I immediately shivered. It's called Seven Summers. That was seven summers ago as a part of the hook. And I, I immediately cringed. I, I turned to Rach. I said, 
You know, it's been seven summers since the Sens last made the playoffs. Dude, come on. Uh, what, what was his encore song? 884, the amount of episodes we've done without covering playoffs? No, it was Whiskey Glasses, which I've had to wear <laughs> during the seven years. W- wasted on Youth, that'd be another uh, appropriate one there. Jeez. Yeah, that's both of them very. I just, I just thought you should know that, Ross. Were those all, are those all the Morgan Wallen songs? You know, I can that's all I got. That's all one I got. One thing at a time. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Last night was great. Uh, anyways, back to tonight's Ottawa Senators matchup against the Winnipeg Jets. Um, I know TSN 1200, they've been kind of hit or miss with their coverage uh, throughout training camp. So if you want to hear me tonight, tune in to 680 CJOB. I'm going to be doing pregame, postgame, and intermissions with uh, Kelly Moore. So I'll, I'll add a little sense flair in there. Behind enemy lines, Ross. Love it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. And these are the Ottawa Senators who we will expect to see in tonight's game. Pilsy, I know the Tarasenko on left wing thing. It's not your cup of tea. Although I did see some advanced stats or where he scores his goals. And he's a bit of a floater out there. So left wing, right wing, maybe not as rigid as you would expect usually. So we'll see Tim Stutzla in between Vladimir Tarasenko and Claude Giroux. Like... Those two were all-stars when Tim Stutzel was like 10 years old. Yeah, well, I mean, Ian Mendez just did an article about Tarasenko joining the Sens. And, uh, like, Brady, growing up, uh, obviously paying attention to the St. Louis Blues, had like, had dealings with Tarasenko. I forget. There was a couple other ones where it was players being like, oh, man, this guy is sick when they were growing up, and now he's on their team. So you love to see that. Yes, you certainly do. The second line, which it's a verbal meme, one of our favorite verbal memes, is Will Smith standing in a room alone. Uh, that's Drake Batherson, where he's like, where where are my line mates? Uh, because there's no Brady Kachuk, no Josh Norris tonight. Although Norris was skating in practice today with Dominic Kubalik and Mattia Joseph. Found that interesting. While well, Roby Yarventi is playing tonight. It's his third or fourth preseason game, his third third preseason game and I'll be watching him like a hawk with Yuri Smekal earning his opportunity up in this role. The third line is Rourke Chartier with Angus Crookshank and Josh Bailey. And the fourth line, Pilsy, DJ Smith noted locked on senators podcast listener has finally made a move between Zach McEwen and Parker Kelly. Parker Kelly will not play tonight. Matthew Highmore will get an opportunity to play at left wing with Mark Kastelik and Zach McEwen. You read off this back end, Pilsy, because I just want to sit back and listen. Well, first off, it's interesting to note that these lines were uh, posted by the Ottawa Senators. This isn't a TSN 1200 or Bruce Garriock uh, lineup. Oh, I lost it here, Ross. Whoops, look at me. <laughs> um, so an interesting thing that Ross and I were looking at is Sanderson and Zub was noted as the top pair here, which that's that's fine. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. It's just usually whatever pair Shabbat has been on has been the top pair. So Sanderson and Zub is your first pair. Chikrin and Shabbat, Shabbat on the right side. And Eric Brandstrom with Lassie Thompson and Levy Marilinen will be playing in this game. I... I'm hoping he gets a full game, but we've gone over. Ross and I not fans of splitting games, but also be nice to get Mando in the mix here too. Hopefully, maybe that'll happen in Cape Breton. Cape Breton, that's the play. Yeah. I hope at Love least it. that's not confirmed, but that's what I'm hoping happens here as no goalie for the Senators has played more than one full game. And I like that, right? Forsberg, then Sogard, then Corpusalo, now Marilinen. Get Mando in the mix, then you have all five, and then you still have 
three games left where if Corpus Allo wants to feel the puck, I'm sure Forsberg will get another play. And, yeah. and then, I mean, once Belleville training camp starts, you got to at least have two goalies down there. Yeah, that's the thing. Like uh, after Mando plays that game, then the the other three give to uh, Corpus Allo and Forsberg for sure. Right. And I think that what you'll see after tonight's game, I would expect Marilinen and Sinclair to be the two goalies that open camp in Belleville. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that would make sense. Bring four goalies on this trip. That's what I'd do. Yep. Heck, even if one of Corpus Allo or Forsberg don't play on the trip, but you just want them to have them there for team bonding and all that. And then they come back, they get those those two games afterwards in Winnipeg and at home uh, against Montreal next week. And then the real thing will start. Hey, what an opportunity for Lassie Thompson. This is when I put final auditions, that's the, the main person I'm looking at here. It's the NHL decor with Lassie Thompson. Is he going to look at a place? That's what I'm watching tonight. Yeah, it's interesting that Travis Hamannick isn't in that spot. Uh, Ross, since that's the direction you took, I'll uh, put my magnifying glass in a different spot. How about Yuri Schmeichel getting that opportunity on that second line? Uh, we've said it, and I think this kind of uh, rings true, that Schmeichel has been the guy that looks like he's the front runner to uh, get a job in the NHL roster, at least as far as uh, the lineups have gone and how he's shown so far. Very interesting that Igor Sokolov is not a part of this uh, lineup. Uh, not sure how much to read into that, if anything, but definitely something to note here. Well, I, I really expect him to continue on after this training camp or after this game because, well, one, Cape Breton's where he's filled the yes, net more than any, any other Eagle in recent history. But when you also look at it, like, this jo- like Josh Bailey, I think he's played in all but one preseason game so far. Yeah, but I mean, with the PTO like that, like you're going to give him a good look here. Yeah, exactly. So I think Crooker, for him, this is a big game for Crookshank yes. uh, yep. to, to stay in the mix here. Uh, Matthew Highmore, who's got the uh, the roots in Halifax, I'm sure he wants to be on that, that roster. I think a good game for him tonight could have him in the mix. I also look at Zach McEwen, and yeah, he's got the one-way contract, and yeah, he brings that you know willingness to fight that maybe some other guys in the bottom six don't necessarily have outside of Mark Kastelik. But to me, he needs to show at least something to get the fans on his side because I feel like they're already turning on him after some undisciplined play in the game in Montreal. So these are all storylines that we're watching along with how does Tarasenko fit in with Tim Stutzel and Claude Giroux. That's going to be yep. another one that we're watching tonight. And Levy Marilinen, how he's how's he going to look in net? So all these will be not decided tonight, but it's certainly an important step when all these players know the cuts are coming, right? And that's something that is whether they're going to admit it or not, that's in the back of their head that this could be their last opportunity to impress the NHL brass. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean... That's what the preseason is, especially once you get uh, kind of in the thick of it. Uh, cuts are going to happen. Guys are being put in spots for certain reasons to get certain looks. And you got to make the most of it, especially if you're Bailey on a PTO, if you're a guy like Schmeichel who's coming over here on a, a one-year deal trying to make a name for himself. So these are big games. Don't uh, like Sure, it's preseason. They, the wins and losses don't really matter unless you're a Habs fan. Congrats to them. Um, but it matters for these players. It matters more than anything. I bet you, 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 like Angus Crookshank's preparing for tonight's game like it's game seven of the Stanley Cup final. And he should be because this is your opportunity in front of an NHL crowd in Ottawa playing in a in a roster that includes Tim Stutzla and Claude Giroux and Vladimir Tarasenko. These are bona fide NHL stars that are, are going to be in the roster. So 
this weekend, man, if you're looking ahead, I'll, I'll let you have your final thoughts, but I've got mine as well. What, what are your final thoughts here heading into the weekend, Pills? Uh, a couple final thoughts for me, Ross. Uh, first off, c- congrats to Taryn Pfizer, who I had mentioned. I hope he gets an opportunity in Belleville. He signs a one-year, one-way uh, contract with the Belleville Center, so he's going to get an opportunity here. And then I wanted to do an update. I'm heading to Sense Prospects on Twitter, our guy at Sense Prospects. Shout out the disher, Stephen Halliday, has been named to the preseason all Big Ten first team. So Stephen Halliday really starting to shine and make some noise in college hockey. So we're going to be watching him closely here. I'm going to be very, very bullish on my predictions for Stephen Halliday's season. Oh, yeah. I think he is a star in the making. Just again, it's about it's about making that stride a little bit longer, but the hockey IQ, the hands, the dishing ability, all top class for Stephen Halliday. So we're looking forward to following him through the season. We actually had someone asked on Twitter, say, hey, like, can you do like a rundown of where all the Sens prospects are playing? So we'll look into doing that in the next week or so, right before the season. Maybe even that could even be a bonus video or a segment. Maybe we'll get at Sens prospects back on the show. It's been yeah. a while since we've talked to Henry. So we'll get that in the mix as well going in. My final thoughts here going into the weekend, there's so many storylines to follow with the Ottawa Senators, like from Belleville training camp opening, the split in the roster, how this team will line up on Sunday in Cape Breton. I'm going to be really interested in that. And Shane Pinto, still not signed. Like we, We've been trying to make that less and less pre- like prevalent in everyday episode because I understand, much like the ownership, unless there's new news, it's kind of like, oh, again, you're going to talk about this again. There's nothing new. But something has to give because you can't have a 22-year-old who's played 82 NHL games since coming off surgery and just like expect him to jump on when the season starts. Like He needs training camp. This is important. Every day that he's not here is um, an indictment on the management of this team. Like I think it's that, it's that cut and dry, really. Well, right now it's just a game of chicken, right? Uh, the the kind of spot where these two cars racing at each other are going to come to a head is opening day of the regular season. Now, Ross, you, you usually flip this to me, so I'll, I'll take control and flip it to you. What are, are you feeling confident that'll get done before the regular season starts? Or you think it'll happen after the regular season starts? And I'll even throw more uh, Rossism here. Sound off in the comments. What do you guys think? Yeah, please let us know what you think. Well, we've seen a a drastic shift. It it was just, you know, Joseph, 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 do what you have to do. And now it's like, kind of like that guy (laughs) who scored two goals against Montreal and was using speed and killing penalties and doing all the things that earned him that contract, albeit maybe they got a little too quick uh, minded with that. And the fact that they gave him that contract after an 11 game sample in Ottawa, where he showed very well, 12 points, not a big deal. But when it comes to the defensive core, a lot of it, and I'll echo what you always say with Eric Branstrom, and it's like, okay, yeah, maybe he doesn't fit in as a third-pair defenseman, but how much do you trust the health of Jacob Chikrin and Thomas Shabbat? And if one of them goes right. down, who who's going to play in the top four then? Travis Hamanick? We've seen that story before. And that's where you get into the depth conversation. So I don't know. I don't envy being in that position, but I also don't think I would have put myself in that position by spending $4 million on Corpus Allo, $5 million on um, on Vladimir Tarasenko, and $2.5 million on Kubalik before budgeting 
for my young centerman who I need in the lineup. Yeah. In I, I mean, Kubalipa and Corpusalo, I don't think those really factor in here. It's the Tarasenko one that looms large over why Pinto can't be signed. But a- answer the question. You think it's he's going to get signed before or after the season? I hope, and I think that with Steve, Steve Steos and Michael Anlauer both feel like no-nonsense guys. I bet you mm-hmm. they're both pretty, like, you know, coming in, like, almost rolling their eyes. Like, how, how do we let this... It's like you walk into the kitchen that you've spent all day. Like I, I used to work as a cook. You walk in and uh, you're all, you're like, okay, so we're ready for service. And they're like, no, we we like we still have to peel all these onions, but we don't have any onions. We got to go to the store and get them. It's like why why aren't we prepared for these situations? And I think that preparedness um, is kind of biting them in the back right now. There were some checkers played this summer, and um, the chess masters are are here now, hopefully uh, to come mop up the mess. But I'll say yes. I'll say yes. That's done. Way I think it's going to get okay. done. I'm hopeful. It sucks that he's not going to be on the trip to Halifax. Like yeah. that's a team bonding trip that that Shane Pinto should be a part of, and it's really unfortunate that he's not there. I, I, my guess is that he'll meet the team back in Ottawa uh, in time. Maybe he plays his first preseason game out in Winnipeg, where he scored the OT winner, Pelzi, in that yep. game you and I were at back in uh, 2021. Yeah, I. I think the pressure is going to be on to get him in one game. You got to get him in at least one game here because with Josh Norris health on paper and in the media being okay, but on the ice, not quite the same story. It's very important to have Shane Pinto and not a cold Shane Pinto, who, if you'll remember, also has shoulder issues and has had major shoulder injuries in the past. So to have a Josh Norris that is kind of delicate right now, and then a Shane Pinto coming in cold would not be a recipe for success, if you ask me. No, it wouldn't. But the goal is to be best in class, and that's what we're going to try to do here on Locked On Senators. Great guests coming up, and really, Monday's episode is going to be a reset of the organization with who's in Belleville and who is in the NHL group fighting for a role with no excuses once the puck drops 12 days from now into the regular season. A reminder that you can follow the show on Twitter at Send Central, where each day with the countdown, we're putting a fun video, an old school, whether it's nostalgia or what, into the Senators' history. I wonder who's going to be tomorrow's uh, featured number. Yarmo Kekalainen or Daniel Alfredson? Hmm. <laughs> Sound off in the comments. (laughs) For today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day.